This is an Appalachian Vibes mini-episode from WNCW. I'm your host, Amanda Baki. Appalachian Vibes is a show dedicated to challenging the expectations and celebrating the diversity of music and art created in Appalachia. This week, we explore Heritage Day at Matthews Living History Farm Museum in Galax, Virginia. I'm Arwen Caton. I'm the executive director for Matthews Living History Farm Museum. I manage 21 acres here. We are a private museum. We're not state or federally run. Um, we're a nonprofit, so we run off of donations. So what this is representing is Grayson County, Carroll County, and the three townships, um, what it would have been like for a family growing up in the 1900s here. Um, the Knuckles family at one time owned all of the state forest and this property in the early, late 17, early 1800s. Miss Little, who is the one who actually built, Elizabeth Little, who built the uh, farmhouse that's being restored back here, um, she acquires this uh, 300 plus acres because her husband died in the lead, lead mines in Austinville. And as compensation, she is given this uh, property. And then they move out of the cabin, they start the build on the house, uh, 1880. About In the mid-1880s, the house is actually finished. 1940s, the kitchen's put on, the porch is also put on, but then it's closed in in the 50s. Judge Matthews, actually, who is um, our benefactor for this property and for the state forest, that's all the way around us, we're totally shielded by any growth by the state forest, um, which is really nice. We don't ever have to worry about any type of encroachment. Um, We're protected. Even though we're private, we're protected. I love the idea and the mapping of the thought that went into this process of making this an actual museum um, because it's protected. And we won't lose the feeling of coming to Grandma's house as you come down the hill. When you come down the hill, you're like... And everybody says, this reminds me of my grandma's house. This reminds me of my, you know, where I grew up. Part of the charm of the Matthews Living History Farm Museum are the wandering bovine, inherited sheep that still work the land like it's 1899. I don't think I've ever been this close to this large of an animal. Oh my gosh, this is Gus and Gilbert. We were trying to get them down a couple minutes ago. You want to come here, big boy? Come on, boo-boo. Hi. Uh, Yeah, Gus and Gilbert now are about four years old. They're Swiss brown oxen. Um, We did used to work them, but uh, uh, Gus had a previous, uh, got an injury about a year and a half ago, and um, we've stopped working them together. Uh, Gilbert sometimes will work by himself. Well, what do you you mean? Team. How do they work? Well, we work them for... Uh, pulling trees, wagons, sleds. You'll see a couple sleds that are over here. Um, but you'll, you'll hitch them up with yokes traditionally. In between the log cabins, traditional vendors display their turn-of-the-century wares. You a blacksmith? Uh, a weekend warrior blacksmith. A weekend warrior? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's your name? Uh, the name's James Dodderwich. I live over towards Max Meadows, Virginia. And I've been doing this for about, uh, going on seven and a half years. And I'm primarily self-taught, but I actually went over to Floyd Center of the Arts over in Floyd, Virginia. And I learned from a smith by the name of Brian Fritz. 
it was a two-day weekend course, and that's how I was able to refine a lot of what you see out here. Tell us what we have out here. Oh, we've got everything from door handles, door knockers. I've got a few hooks, and I have some uh, garden trowels here made from genuine railroad spikes. Um, I have some. I do everything from household stuff, functional stuff. I've got belt buckles. Cool. But I try to do a lot of stuff that would have been done by a tour-of-the-century smith. I mean, all kinds of smithing history interests me, but I'm more drawn to the smiths who were doing this from like the 1880s till about the last, what I would call the golden years, which were like the, third, the 1930s. Because after that, after World War II, smithing was a fading trade. Um, and by the 19, late 60s and 70s, a lot of these old trades were starting to come back in, and smithing was one of them. And anyways, I was, uh, I was at a show one day before I got into this, and I saw a gentleman doing this kind of work, and I said, that's pretty cool. I want to do that. And so I built my own forge and scrounged up any kind of metal I could find, and now, I just... what's a forge? This is a forge over here. Wait. So a forge is kind of like a fire. It's a, uh, it's kind of like a fire pot, and this is what you would use to get your metal hot. This forge here is from around the early 20s, and this was what's called a rivet forge, a farmer's forge, farrier's forge. If it was a bigger shop setting, these are going to be a whole lot bigger. Uh, but anyways, so in the center here, I'm just going to work this. Sure. You'll see. There's a fire burning down in here. What is this coal filled with? What is this? This is um, coal, bituminous coal. Ooh. That's why it smells so wonderful. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, might want to step out of it. Um, <laughs> but anyways, so when the fire is going, you'll see the center there glowing. Now, under here, there's a blower, kind of like a fan blower, and it's forcing air up into the bottom. And it, as I'm working this lever here, it's getting the fire hotter. Now, the old stories are, oh yeah, the smith gets the iron red hot and he hits it. Well, let me tell you, personal experience, red hot iron, you're not gonna get a lot of work done. Tell me your name. Lucy Downey Smith. We are at Matthew's farm and I am spinning wool from the Gulf Coast native sheep that are the sheep that are here. This is my spinning wheel, and the job of the spinning wheel is to turn wool into yarn. Okay, the process is you have your wool, and I sort of washed it, and I washed it, <laughs> and then you card it. And this aligns the fibers and gets out the junk. How long have you been doing this? Oh, I got my first spinning wheel when I was 16. I've been knitting since I was five. Yeah, a lot. Sweet 16? Yeah. Well, actually, it was funny because my I picked out the wheel from something called the Sturbridge Village Catalog. That's a living history place in Massachusetts. And uh, my father was very smart, but not real good with his hands as far as putting things together. And it came Christmas Eve, and he had it together Christmas morning. He was so proud of himself. Matthew's Living History Farm Museum carries more than just the tradition of these turn-of-the-century jobs. It brings with it the memory of our ancestors. It makes history truly alive. Your cell phone will still work, but almost everything else will make you believe you've been transported into Little House on the Prairie, Appalachian style.
Appalachian Vibes is brought to you by Galax Tourism, building our future while celebrating our past, made possible by Virginia is for Lovers. You can learn more about Matthew's Living History Farm Museum at visitgalax.com. I'm Amanda Baki. I'll see y'all Saturday morning at 6 a.m. for the full hour of Appalachian Vibes from WNCW.